Welcome to The Rebuild. My name is Peter Moses. I am still not Jordan Zerm, but we're celebrating a Browns win today in Baltimore, putting a 40-burger up on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's exciting. Had a nice conversation with Meredith Kane, and uh, let's get into it right now. Just want to give you guys a heads up. There is some four-letter language in here, so uh, just be wary of that. And uh, after the interview, I'll do some shout-outs from the reviews on iTunes. Without further ado, here is my conversation post-victory in Baltimore for your AFC North-leading Cleveland Brownies. Joining me now after the Brown shellacking of the Baltimore Ravens, Meredith Kane, MK on Sports. Hello, Meredith. How does it Hello, feel Peter. to be living in a world where the Browns are fucking sweet? <laughs> this is really exciting. I think this is the Browns that everyone expected to come out in week one. It's frustrating to not see them until week four, but I'm just I'm glad they're here. Welcome to Cleveland, baby. This is it. The NFL is 17 little storylines, and right now you would say that the Browns beating the Ravens made them the best-looking team this week for sure. Oh, scratch that. They are your AFC North first place, Woo! Cleveland Browns. My God. My God. <laughs> how Amazing. good, how how good all, does that feel uh, to say? When was all, the, have we ever been able to say that ever? Maybe at points like here and there for a week or two. Maybe not since like Mike Pettin's been around. But it's I'll been tell you a what. While. All of the negative. Listen, you got to take the flack for the last three weeks because it's been warranted. Bakers look shaky. The offensive line hasn't played well. They've been forcing it to OBJ, and uh, that you know all the critics, all the haters, all the cowards. Like they get to they get to say it because it's true, and it's. Now they can all eat it because it's not true. So uh, it just feels, it feels delicious. It feels delicious to have that moment in the fourth quarter when you're like, all right, they're down by six. This is where the browning starts to happen. And then Nick Chubb uh, is faster than everyone. And, 88 uh, the yards, player baby. on the field. Yeah, it's, well, oh. Chubb had a few runs like that uh last season as well like he i mean that's where you get your jim donovan chubba wubba lubba dubba calls or whatever whatever he said which is amazing and ridiculous at the same time but that's what nick chubb is and that's what we knew and that's why we're always saying hand the ball to nick chubb hand the ball to nick chubb hand the ball to nick chubb because he's a mac truck and he can get through just about anything and on top of that nick chubb was open for a reason like obj was getting double teamed left, right, triple teamed everywhere, and that opened things up for Nick Chubb, and the Ravens just didn't seem to figure that out, and there were a few of those little stats casts, uh, gifts that were tweeted out that I'm just, that are so amazing, that kind of show OBJ's impact on this offense, and how he was kind of able to drag the, the safeties and, uh, the other defenders away from the runners, like, that's how, uh, that one 56-yarder that Baker completed to... Oh, Seals gosh, Jones. To, to, yeah, to Seals Jones. That's how that happened. Like, if you look on the right, OBJ has this really sharp cutback that kind of pulls the safety away from Seals Jones, and he just goes for it, and then the, guy, the kid's wide open, and Baker hits his man. You We're going like, to talk about controversy later and kind of negative things that happened in this game later, but I think you're 100% right to highlight that OBJ had an awesome game. He didn't do what's going to show up on the stats. Yeah, like two receptions for 20 yards doesn't really seem like a lot, but it's just the impact that he had on the offense is what we 
wanted and what we expected and what we needed. So I, I don't want to hear fantasy owners complaining about OBJ. I don't want people looking at the box score and complaining about OBJ because whether you want to admit it or not, he had a huge fucking impact on the offense today. Also, just a uh, rule of thumb in general, um, anytime you have the instinct anywhere in your life to talk about your fantasy football team, just know that no one cares <laughs> at any point ever. This just goes for all human beings. Um, no one gives a shit about oh, your fantasy team, and uh, you should barely even care. Uh, I'm just, I just want to put that out there. In, uh, but that being said, if you had Seals Jones on a, a daily fantasy, you probably, you probably won. You probably killed it. Yeah, you got you. You're coming away with a little bit of coin today, some beer money. It's, uh, yeah, no, it was fantastic. They played really well. The offensive line played so well. And after the first drive, too, they, the, Freddie Kitchens, Todd Munkin, you got to give them some shouts because not only, like, the play calling just had, um, you want to say it was, you want to call it, vi- of, you want to call it like vintage Freddie? Yeah, it just but had like a point vintage- of view. It had like a, not a point of view, it just had like a purpose. They were yeah. using play action so well. They were, uh, putting Baker in positions where he had people going across the field that he could get them the ball quickly. The offensive line held up. Cush played so well. Hubbard, Robinson played so well. This the best line part about Vintage Freddie is that it's like 2018 Freddie. Yeah, Vintage uh, 10 months ago Freddie. Exactly. Everything, uh, ba- Baker played great. It was a fantastic game. Shout out to Jarvis Landry, who did leave the game in the second half on a concussion that clearly happened right at the top of his run, 65 yards down the field. Um, if you look on the replay, he got bashed in the head right when he caught that ball and was literally just stumbling because I'm sure uh, he could not tell which way was up. So shouts to him for being able to just uh, – stand let alone run down the field for 50 more yards yeah i was about Um, to say that's what i look like when i run on a regular basis and i've only had a single (laughs) concussion in my life nowhere near as bad as what jarvis has had but yeah i mean and then we also need to give props to the defense too uh we had two of our starters back but still three quarters of that uh of the defense were were the backups uh miles garrett didn't really have a huge huge game today um but even so, the fact that you've got these, you've got guys like Jermaine Whitehead and just guys that were on the backup squad stepping up and and playing the way they do. I know we talked a lot about the defense last week and they haven't let up. Like that's sort of the exciting part is that this week could have been last week as well if the offense played uh, up to their standards. And now all of a sudden we've got the defense playing up to the backup defense playing up to their standards and our first team offense playing the way we expected them to play, and then look what happens. The Browns almost win by 20, but then the Ravens get a late garbage-time touchdown. But Miles Garrett got the OBJ treatment. They were spending so much time taking him out of the play, and you're right. The defense shined, limiting Lamar Jackson, this offense that everyone was hailing because they whipped on probably the two worst teams in the league, the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Congratulations, you beat like the freshman squad of the NFL uh, and like uh, and Texas Tech from 2017. Uh, if like, anybody wants to, uh, if you can pull some of those Lamar Jackson pouting on the sideline gifts, tweet them to me at MK on sports. I would greatly enjoy them. Yeah, they were fun. He uh, they totally contained him. I mean, he's 
He's really good. Lamar is going to escape. He's gonna, he's got like, a different demeanor when he's not winning, though. Did you notice that? Like, that's one of the things that I noticed that, you know, when he's winning, it's like the highest of the highs. But today, man, it was like lowest of the lows for him. And he played really, really well. Like, I mean, the defense contained him, but there were a few plays where he just kind of snuck through. And anytime he had an opening, he ran like he sprinted. And that's one of those things that Baker isn't currently doing. Like when Baker has an opening, and no man open, he doesn't run for it. Like, Baker's not going to be running. But Lamar Jackson's not afraid to run. And I, I don't think that it can be understated how talented he is. But, man, that demeanor from going from, you know, winning Lamar to losing Lamar is night and day. Yeah, I can – I'm not going to, like – as someone who's been, you know, hearing about how much Baker has been pouting and stuff, I'm not going to, like, lean into it too much. But I will say he's – like, they're they're still good, and I think – you know, the Browns just have four weeks of or three weeks of tape on them. They knew what to do. And even when he broke containment and they had a couple of good drives, I never felt like it was a flaw in Steve Wilkes's scheming or, you know, poor play by our defense. They just were really good plays. And usually when you're watching a Browns defense, you're frustrated because you feel like some of those bigger plays that are given up are... Um, a product of like a Greg Williams scheme or a missed play by somebody specifically. So I just think Steve Wilkes' defense is solid. They have, you're right, it is a big freaking deal that still the majority of our secondary is out and it didn't matter at all. It was really, really impressive by our defense. Matt yeah, it Wilson, just, it didn't, it didn't big look ups any to different. him sliding yeah. in to that Christian Kirksey role and just looking like a, like a, not a rookie. Just looking like not a rookie. Him and Schobert playing so well together. Yeah, um, I think Schobert had like I think great. he had like seven tackles or something like that. Schobert had a day, man. I was looking at the stats and I was just like, where has this Joe Schobert been? They you turned know, the uh, Ravens over three times. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, aside. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah no it, it was really great I, I've not seen this particular Joe Schobert I don't think ever so the fact that he's coming out and just making these tackles and and last week and this week causing turnovers like this is great this is exactly what we want I think this is the first time that we've actually like come together Peter to talk and actually be happy about it like even after is this the... boring I don't even know if this is like interesting to be honest I just feel like I don't know I don't know what to do. I it's think like, it's it's just happy. Like I think Bobby we're getting interviewed for the well, first time, and I'm just like, yeah, no, this is just tight. I now know. I think we're going to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> and everyone can, um, you know, can everyone can fuck off because we're going to win the Super Bowl, right? Well, That's like, like I mean, exactly it. Well, yeah, because this is what we were expecting. This is what we were expecting from day one. Was this offense to gel like this? Was for this defense? to stop things like this this is what we had been expecting so i think we're so excited it's like it's almost like we got this great toy for christmas and we took it out of the box and it didn't work and it didn't work and no, it didn't work and then all of a sudden not, on, and then only, suddenly a month a month later it's working and you're so excited and you just want to play with it I'm as much just, as possible I'm change this analogy it's like okay. you're getting the same toy at christmas for 20 fucking years and when you open it it farts in your face <laughs> 
And this okay. year when you open it, instead of farting in your face, it turns out that it's a sweet toy that could win a Super Bowl. <laughs> that could, uh, I I don't know if I want to go that far yet. I'm not I'm quite that sure high. My analogy is. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I'm that high yet, but we might get there. I mean, and there there are a few things that to talk about in the game, and that uh, we're definitely going to get into. But I don't think it's boring because I think that this is the type of game that Browns fans deserve. This is the type of attitude that Browns fans deserve to have. This is the type of excitement, you know. This is not something that the Browns have been able to have in forever. And then in suddenly drafting Baker Mayfield and suddenly trading for Odell Beckham and picking up Jarvis Landry, like these are the types of things. These are the types of games that we expected. So I think it's okay to just come out of the gate swinging with, you know, sparklers in the air and blowing up fireworks and doing whatever you want to do to celebrate shotgunning beers. You know, this town needs something to feel good about. And I think they finally have it. So I think it's okay. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick second to talk about Indochino. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. I actually just got an Indochino suit for my wedding. It was amazing. They fitted me up beautifully, and it fits like a glove. Having a custom suit was a total game changer, and honestly, it was less expensive than most of the suits I've ever bought before this. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. Everything is made to your exact measurement for a great fit. The best part is it's all affordable. All of our custom clothing is under $400. So start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of a $399 or more at Indochino.com. When entering Blue Wire, that's one word, Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code Blue Wire for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for made to measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Those suits are fire. This episode of The Rebuilt is also brought to you by Ship Station. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the right choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even on your cellular telephone. ShipStation works with a majority of carriers, including UPS, USPS, FedEx, and Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discount that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. It's no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. And right now, the listeners of The Rebuild can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. Absolutely zero risk. You can start your free trial even without entering a credit card. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter the code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Back to the show. 
this week, I like we're going to give us a pass. I think we're also, you know, looking next week to uh, San Francisco. That's going to be huge because it's another night game. Um, and I guarantee you the Niners are looking at Nick Chubb saying, oh, shit, we got to stop this guy. So, I mean, that's something to worry about for next week. But for right now, I think it's OK to kind of bask in this win and be excited about what we saw today. The 49ers haven't done anything that has really made me afraid in the three games that they've played, and I would be scared about them coming off of a bye. But honestly, the uh, the momentum that we're coming in with feels just as valuable, and the confidence that we're coming in with come, feels just as valuable as anything that they're going to get coming off a bye. I feel like that extra day of rest really helps the travel, really helps kind of like reframe you in the weird jet lag that it's going to be. So I'm excited. I think this is... Uh, this is an opportunity. Listen, they just won the toughest on paper divisional road game they're going to have this season by really 25 points. This game was over 10 with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter and this is like they've been they've gotten better every week. The penalties got better, they're gelling better. This is great. Everything is fucking awesome. I don't really have Everything is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really like what do we like? I mean, I there mean, are a few things. I mean, there's a few other things that I wanted to bring up that I was pretty happy about seeing is that the majority and this is something that I've been harping on for the past three weeks. The penalties. Yes, there were penalties today. And we'll get into the really bad one against OBJ in a minute. But for the most part, aside from like one illegal shift penalty at the end of the game, we're not getting those stupid plays that show that the Browns are uh, disorganized, unfocused, that Freddie looks disorganized and unfocused. Like the majority of the the penalties for the Browns were your typical things like Miles Garrett had one false start, I think. But for the most part, it's the holdings. And like I said, getting holding penalties doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me because guys hold on every single damn play. It's just whether or not they get caught. So I think that's another thing that we can talk about that's improved is the discipline of this team and just like the patience of Freddie and the patience of Baker. And I think that's huge. Uh, the one thing that Freddie did that I was a little confused at was going for that two point conversion. I think uh, he got baited into that, to be honest. I feel like I it was Harbaugh almost like got a in his head <laughs> and it was just like an instinctive thing of we have to. But listen, you're it was like make- a monkey see monkey do. And that's what I was like so confused by it. I was like, OK, like I like the aggressiveness, but is this necessary? And just because Jim Harbaugh did it doesn't mean you or John Harbaugh, one of the Harbaugh's. Brother Harbaugh's just because just because Harbaugh did it doesn't mean you need to do it, too. And that was one of the things that I just I didn't get it. Um, and I think if the Browns had not, I, I think if they had played the way they had for the last three weeks, we'd be very upset about that. But I think yeah. because they won and because they played well, that kind of thing is forgivable. My also, analysis is uh, big props it, to I Austin care. Seibert, man. Yo, he's awesome. He's tight and yeah. kicking. Fifth also, round, yeah. For, kicker, yeah. Maybe. He looks he's, everything has gone down like. Not just the middle, he's but like ba- the middle. He's middle. batting a thousand right now, right? Yeah, he's batting a thousand at the moment, isn't he? Our Through four teams, games, he hasn't missed a field goal or a, or an extra point. Our special teams have been fantastic. Um, everything is awesome. Let's talk a little bit about probably the biggest thing that'll come out of this game related to there always having to be drama with OBJ no matter what. Um, he was choked on the field for like a good two seconds. Not just that, he was pinned down, choked with both hands. Like it looked like a. Like a murder scene in a horror movie. Like, that's yeah, like what was, you see. Uh, probably, I mean, the the Browns have been on the lo- a side of a lot of shitty calls. And 
that might be the one that really, I don't know if that's suspension worthy, but it's just such a bad look considering that it was a penalty on him initially. And yeah, he might have gotten a little bit of a punch in there. It wasn't as bad as the Miles Garrett punch in week one of the Greg Robinson uh, kick to the head, you know, uh, karate kid to the face. <laughs> but it it's just uh, he does get officiated a little bit differently. And I yeah, understand and- that people are going to talk about that and talk about him not having a great game statistically. But again, I think this is all noise because we're the first we're in first place. We're in first place, and all of this is noise. And honestly, if Kitchens, OBJ, and Baker all talk the same way to the media this week as they have the last three weeks, everyone's going to be pumped about it because we won. It just, it's just going to feel different. And I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to defend off to fend off the haters this week. Yeah, I mean, and in a moment of, uh, in the moment of the penalties themselves, it was really angering to see that you've got uh, Marlon Humphrey pinning OBJ down to the ground, choking him. And OB, I mean, and sure, OBJ may have thrown a few hands beforehand, but the fact that the refs looked at that and considered them offsetting penalties, that's what I find so bizarre. And it's so mind-bogglingly frustrating to me to have OBJ like come out and say, I'm officiated different and he's not wrong. And that's what I find. Like, I hate people chirping at OBJ for saying that kind of thing. But the fact of the matter is he's not wrong. And today was one of those things that proved that. And I don't understand how as an NFL ref, you can watch that film, watch that replay and look at that and say, oh, yeah, we did a good job of being fair and balanced right there. Well, here's the thing. They actually can go back and watch the replay because they did when they kicked Greg Robinson out of the game in week one. And And uh, I sure would think choking someone in the middle of the field while they're pinned down is as bad as kicking someone in the head. I think those are uh, Uh, that I would consider that offsetting. Yes. If if OBJ had karate kicked Marlon Humphrey in the face. You're right. That's totally fair. That's an offsetting penalty. But just to like have a little bit of a shove because that happens all the time. Like shoving happens every single play. It's just it's football. It's a violent sport. But to sit there and look at that and say a little shove is an offsetting penalty with a pinning down and a choking that's and then it's just going to be so annoying because uh, there's going to be there's already backlash on it from social media. Freddie Kitchen said he's getting on the phone with Al Riverton as soon as possible with all of this, which is great. But then you're going to get like some half assed apology from the NFL officiating, you know, tomorrow or Tuesday, maybe at the latest some weird, you know, like statement tweeted out. Oh, yeah, we made a mistake. Well, congratulations. Like, but why, though? Why are you officiating OBJ different than you are Marlon Humphrey or here's anybody what, else? Here's what I think is going to be different about this is it's pretty hard not to look at that video. I Oh, man. I'm not going to... Uh, all right. I'm going to bring politics into this for two seconds, but it's going to be very specific. All right. Be uh, careful. Tread lightly. Tread lightly. Pe- uh, I'm going to tread super lightly. People understand this Ukraine thing because it's really simple. It's super like easy to understand. It's not like this Robert Mueller two-year thing that's really complicated and convoluted. Like It's very simple when you see a video of Odell Beckham just being choked on the ground for like a good two seconds. It's very simple for that to go on all of the talking head shows and to kind of support a narrative of OBJ is being treated differently. I think this has an opportunity. See, that wasn't bad, right? That was like kind of easy. No one's uh, no one's been hurt. No one's I don't know. Wiser. You're tiptoeing across some thin ice there, but it's okay. We're okay. Listen, We're gonna, you come know. at me. Listen, come <laughs> at me on on Twitter at Danger Moses. Um, I'm not afraid. Uh, but I think that did you wake I, up feeling dangerous, Danger Moses? Always. 
Always. I've been feeling dangerous since like 2009. I should probably change my Twitter handle. I feel like it, it's kind of come back into, um, I know, Baker's really gravitated towards it. It's really, we found each other later in life. It's been really uh, enjoyable. But I think that this is a big deal because it's so clear. It's so clear to watch him get choked and be like, this is fucked up that this is being treated differently than this happening to any other player. Yeah, and apparently this is according to uh, Jameson Hensley on Twitter. Uh, Mar- he says, quote, Marlon Humphrey went up to Odell Beckham Jr. and apologized, saying that's not the brand of football he wants to represent. He couldn't say whether OBJ apologized to him. <sighs> like, Sorry that, for that choking me? me? A little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, because like, like I said, like, you know, little bit of light shoving here and there like that's they're they're like holding penalties that kind of thing happens in the nfl and if you're sitting there stomping your feet and expecting an apology because someone shoved you a little bit then you're in the wrong sport and you're doing the wrong thing but yeah for pinning a guy down and choking him you absolutely owe him an apology so i don't i don't know why this this beat reporter is bringing up uh or he's the ravens reporter for espn i don't know why he is bringing up whether or not OBJ apologized to Marlon Humphrey. Like, if he did, that's awesome. But you know what? If he didn't, here's the thing. Like, if someone was holding me on the ground and choking me and then just, like, and then, you know, an hour later went, oh, yeah, no, hey, I'm sorry. I'd be, I'd still be kind of sore about it. I'd still be pretty pissed. I'd be like, you know what? I need some fucking time to internalize what you just did to me and I need to cool down before I talk to you. So I don't blame OBJ for not apologizing to Martin. Like, whatever. Yeah, listen. Whatever. Again, uh, we won. We kicked their butts on their home field and uh, we're in first place now. So uh, Your first place, Cleveland Browns, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you guys. uh, We'll see you in Cleveland later on. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I feel like the team will see what happened with Landry injury wise, Richardson injury wise. Um, you know, the turnovers were great. The defenses was awesome. Special yeah, teams and, was good. And First time really... in Brown's history, we had a 300 yard passer, a 150 yard runner and a 150 yard receiver in the same game. The offense looked good. I mean, everyone looked good. And what's really and what's also really nice. And I know we've brought this up a few times throughout this pod in the last pod is uh, the backup secondary. It's, you know, yes, we're meet- missing three quarters of our starters on defense, but we're not like pining for them to come back. You know, when they come back, it's going to be great. But we're gonna be, but we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay in the in the interim until they all come back. Show me another team in the NFL that could lose their entire secondary and hold the Los Angeles Rams and the Baltimore Ravens uh, to under to under twenty one points back to back weeks. There you go. Thank you very much. All right, Meredith. Anything else? Uh, anything no, else you'd like I to think, get in? I, uh, no, I think this is uh, you know a nice quick pod. Uh, just very happy, very excited reactions. Uh, we're going to be releasing more episodes this week. I believe we are. I believe you're going to have KJ with you on this podcast with the rebuild this week. Correct. We will have probably some San Francisco inspired preview and post game analysis this uh, week. And I should be joining up with our friends over at Candlestick Chronicles in a few days to preview the Browns and the 49ers. So I'm very yeah. excited for that. Uh, so Str- yeah, we've got we've got a lot of great content coming out this week. So even though this pod was very short, uh, it's just because we're happy and excited and we want to go celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna have, we're gonna have more content for you later this week. So don't you worry. Yeah, relax. Enjoy the rest of your day being awesome as the number one team in the AFC North. Everyone deserved it. 
MKN Sports. I'm Danger Moses. Blue Wire Pods. Uh, like and subscribe. Five star. Go Browns. Go Browns. All right, guys, before we go, like I promised in weeks before, I'm going to read everything that you write in the reviews on iTunes. So let's get started with September 19th. A couple weeks back, if Zerm was our Tim Couch, Peter is our Kelly Holcomb. As it was then, our lives would all be improved with a better offensive line. Thank you, Schmudball. That's a, that's a nice review. Five stars, thank you very much. Five stars from Mick... McG Trey, love the tone, appreciate the cynical nature that truly represents what being a Browns fan feels like. Thank you so much. McG Trey, very nice of you. Here's a weird one from, nope, not weird at all. It's from my brother, brother of the podcast, Moses216. Hey, Peter, it's your brother. Good job. Also, the Browns need to use RPOs and the quick passing game more. Long TD to OBJ versus the Jets was a zone right to Chubb, and Baker pulled the ball, hit OBJ on a slant. OBJ is maybe the greatest slant runner in history in Baker's QBR in the 90s last year throwing slants. Great analysis from my brother, Moses216. Um, apologies for all these being a little delayed on the substance. I know these were Jets and Rams reviews. All right, last one here. Three stars. Content is fine. Language can be better. I understand the frustration after the loss, but the expletives in the recent episode really take away from the substance of the discussion. GeForce 41, I apologize for the expletives. We get excited, um, and uh, we'll be more conscious of that moving forward. I'll just tell you when they're coming. So, uh, listen, I get excited. I get excited when they win. I get excited when they lose. So the swearing is just going to come with a little bit of the territory. But I will do my darndest to clean it up. Guys, Browns win. Browns win. Browns win. Happy Rosh Hashanah to all my fellow Hebrews out there. We'll catch you this week when the Browns take on the 49ers. Peace out.